Chapter Seventeen of Stories of the Royal Humane Society by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Heroes of Recent Years. Early on the morning of the fifteenth of March, nineteen hundred, a man named MacLeod went into a tar still at Sunderland to make some repairs. In doing so, he acted contrary to instructions, for the still had not yet cooled from recent use, and the deadly gaseous fumes it contained had not had time to evaporate. Hardly had he entered than he was overcome and fell a distance of nearly nine feet to the bottom of the tank. Richard Lawson, another workman, heedless of the danger, promptly went to the rescue, but he too was overpowered, and a like fate befell John Weddell, who ventured to follow him. With courage unshaken, William Allen next essayed the perilous descent. Tying a rope round his waist, he entered the tank. In safety he reached the bottom and brought out MacLeod, and a second venture resulted in the rescue of Weddell. A third time he entered, and was in the very act of putting the rope round Lawson, when he felt himself being overcome. In haste, he fastened the rope round the unconscious man, and staggered to the opening, which he reached just as his senses were going. When an attempt was made to haul Lawson out, it was found impossible to move him. Something had gone wrong. There was but one way of putting things to right, and but one man to do it. And so, for the fourth time, Alan braved the danger he knew so well. When he got down, a glance was sufficient to show him what was amiss. Lawson's feet had got entangled in some machinery at the bottom of the still. In a moment, Alan had set him free, and he was pulled out. All the men suffered greatly from the effects of the poisonous fumes, but in time they recovered. For his heroic bravery in entering the still four times, knowing well the risk he ran in so doing, Allen received the Stanhope Medal. Bronze medals were also awarded to Weddell and Lawson for their plucky and praiseworthy efforts. An exploit, no less remarkable for heroic disregard of self, distinguishes the Stanhope winner for 1902. It was in the Bay of Biscay, that the SS city of Corinth encountered a tremendous hurricane. Shortly after eight o'clock on the morning of the 1st of February, when the storm was at its height, a French brig was sighted in distress. She was labouring heavily, and the steamer steered towards her to offer assistance. When she was still half a mile off, the brig suddenly went down. With the faint hope of picking up any survivors, the steamer circled round the spot where the brig disappeared. 
soon the eager crew were rewarded with a sight that filled them at once with hope and dread clinging to some floating wreckage could be seen the figure of a man tossed hither and thither by the angry waves lifebelts and ropes were thrown towards him but he seemed too exhausted to avail himself of any means of deliverance to lower a boat meant only a useless sacrifice of life for it would have been promptly knocked to splinters against the ship's side yet it did not seem possible to abandon the poor fellow to his fate without at least some effort at rescue in this emergency when the natural fear of each man was struggling with his courage alexander c henderson the third officer of the steamer tied a line round his waist and went over the side then followed an unequal contest between man and his unmastered servant the sea several times the officer got quite near the distressed mariner but as often a huge wave would cause the ship to lurch and he was dragged away again and again was the contest renewed at one time he would be high on the summit of a wave at the next deep down in the trough of the sea at one moment he would be almost within hand grasp of the man the next he was swept back the way he had come once indeed a mighty breaker pressed him backwards and swept him in fury right under his own ship not even then did he think of giving up never once did he slacken as often as he was swept backwards so often did he breast his way forward again till at length his heroic persistence and dauntless endurance had their reward he reached the castaway in a moment he whipped the lifeline round the now inanimate figure and together they were hauled on board the rescued man was the sole survivor and how desperate his state was when saved may be judged from the fact that he did not recover consciousness for five hours it is a far cry from the bay to the coast of china but thither we must go in search of our next stanhope hero the p and o steamship malacca was lying at anchor off wosung china when the quartermaster a averston in attempting to go down a bamboo ladder fell into the sea between the ship and a lighter that was lying alongside it was the night of the thirteenth of december nineteen o two dark and bitterly cold with the temperature below freezing point there was a strong ebb tide running and it would have gone badly with averston had not j shearmy the fourth officer seen the accident he at once jumped into the sea fully clothed as he was and laid hold of the quartermaster all danger was not yet over for in addition to the icy coldness of the water the boats were bumping heavily and it seemed that if they were not drowned they stood a good chance of being crushed to death 
fortunately the alarm had been given and after a few minutes which seemed like ages a rope was thrown over the side and they were hauled on board the spirit of daring that must animate a man even in full health and conscious of his strength who leaps into the sea from a fast-going steamer to the rescue of an imperilled fellow-creature is unquestionably great heroic indeed is the courage of him who with health shattered and strength undermined by insidious disease ventures a like hazard an instance of this now claims our attention the ss sakhalian was in the ionian sea on a voyage from mauritius to marseilles when an apprentice accidentally fell from the ship the cry man overboard roused one of the passengers captain thomas c mackenzie of the royal army medical corps who was on his way home invalided after a severe attack of pneumonia and typhoid fever without a moment's hesitation and heedless of the great risk he ran from the speed at which the vessel was steaming he jumped overboard a lifebuoy was thrown after him but it fell short he however secured it and struck out again he reached the struggling youth who though able to swim was in difficulty owing to his waist belt having become twisted round his legs the captain quickly freed him and with the belt lashed him to another boy which had drifted near then tying this boy to his own they awaited help from the ship it happened however that owing to the rough sea they had been lost sight of by those on board and it was not till forty minutes after that they were again seen then without loss of time a boat was lowered and they were picked up captain mackenzie subsequently received the stanhope medal and to emphasize how well deserving he was of so high an honor it may be mentioned that when he had embarked three weeks before the occurrence he was so ill that he had to be carried on board the next award which comes under our notice was for an act of splendid gallantry on the morning of the sixth of march nineteen o five a number of men were going to work in a sewer at warrington the first man to go down was frank donahue on reaching the bottom which was about seven feet below the street level he was overcome by the foul gas and fell unconscious another workman named bretherton at once went down to try and rescue him but he was driven back and had to be helped half fainting out of the manhole john mitchell next tried to descend but he got no further than a foot of the ladder before he was overpowered and rendered unconscious a similar fate overtook james baxter who followed at this moment john stockton a baker's carter appeared on the scene and hearing from those around what had happened 
he pluckily volunteered to go down. He had never been in a sewer in his life, and had not even a remote idea of the surroundings. But that mattered nothing to him in this moment of need. He was not the man to stand agape when life was at stake. He could but try, he said. So into the noisome opening he went, but he was back again almost in a moment. The gas had been too much for him, and he had to come up for air. He had not, however, any thought of giving up his self-imposed task, and in a few minutes he went down again, rope in hand. This time he succeeded in reaching the bottom. The first man he came across was Baxter, round whom he quickly passed the rope and ascended with him to the street. A third and a fourth time Stockton went down and succeeded in bringing the bodies of the other two men to the surface. Artificial respiration was at once resorted to and persisted in till at length Mitchell and O'Donoghue were brought back to life but Baxter was beyond human help. The deed for which this highly prized decoration was awarded in 1906 was performed in the Mediterranean. The cruiser Leviathan was in the Gulf of Leon when, on the night of the 12th of March, a sailor named Mulligan was swept overboard from one of the gangways. It was nearly dark at the time, and the sea was rough. The accident was seen by Sub-Lieutenant Dolores, J.D. Noble, who, without an instant's hesitation, dived from the quarter-deck and struck out for the fast-drowning man. Unfortunately, before help could reach him, the poor fellow sank, and so tempestuous were the waves that Noble himself nearly lost his life. He was only just able to reach a lifebuoy, and was hauled on board exhausted. A Son of the Sea again won the Stanhope Medal for 1907. On the evening of the 13th of September, the SS Ilovo was at anchor in the Inhambane River, East Africa, when a boat containing James Moore A.B. and some 30 natives was swamped by the heavy sea. Frantic in their terror of the sharks, even more perhaps than of drowning, the men clutched Moore and dragged him under water. From the deck of the ship, a young seaman named William Henry Parr saw the struggle, and knowing what must be the fate of his messmate if help were not speedily rendered, he jumped overboard and swam to the rescue. It was no easy task to free more from the splashing, struggling mass of humanity that clung about him, but it was at length accomplished, and Parr swam away with his unconscious burden beyond the reach of the frenzied natives. Meanwhile, a boat had been lowered, and eventually the two men were picked up half a mile from the ship. Here for the present ends our record of Stanhope medalists, men whose bravery has led them on the instant 
to the verge of destruction that they might snatch a fellow creature from death greater love hath no man than to lay down his life for his friend what then must be said of him who falters not to hazard his life for a stranger peace has her heroes as well as war and it is well for us not merely as individuals but as a nation that there is in our midst an institution such as the royal humane society to bring the deeds of our everyday heroes before the eyes of all and to honour them by an award of such significance as the stanhope gold medal End of chapter seventeen